Amen. I'm still stuck on the nothing else. The nothing else will do. How many times has the nothing else gotten your way? When God is supposed to be our everything, when, when he's supposed to be all that we need, but it's the nothing else that keeps getting in our way. So the series that we're on, it's on forgiveness. But the, 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 the title of the series is called Pardon the Interruption for all my, my athletes, for my, for my, for my, uh, my jocks. You've you probably seen the Pardon the Interruption show that's on ESPN. So PTI, Pardon the Interruption. Pardon is another word for forgiving, forgiveness, right? And, and what we're trying to interrupt is we're trying to interrupt the thought process of forgiveness, uh, of what people have told you forgiveness is, of, of, of how important people have told you forgiveness is. Um, I think that there's three things that Satan wants to do. I, I think he wants, you to, he wants you to act like him. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your identity. He, he wants you to behave in the manner that he behaves. He wants you to bring other people down with you when you begin to act like him. That kills the ability of discipleship. And he wants you to run away from God. I think that's the, that's the part that, that I see so much for today. He wants you to run away from God. He wants to destroy your relationship with your Savior. I don't know if this thing is going to work or not. So I'm trying to give it time, or should I just move on? All right, so our scripture for today is Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 25. We're, we're, we're right around after Jesus has, or God has, and Jesus has, and the Holy Spirit has created Adam and Eve. We all there? All right. And it says, and the man and his wife were both naked. They were both naked and they were not ashamed. Now the serpent, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together, made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the Lord. 
But the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. My junior year in high school, me and a friend of mine, uh, we went to a park when everybody else was going to uh, homecoming. So everybody is pretty much at the homecoming dance in our school except us. We go to the park with two girls. It's probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Um, in the midst of our sin, the police show up. Uh, me being the person that I was at that point in time in my life, as soon as I seen the lights, I took off. Running through the park, running into this area where the projects were. So my friend did not run. He, he, he was captured immediately. They put him in the police car and I don't know what happened between when he got caught and when the police got to where I was hiding, but he was in the back seat of the police car and he was yelling out my name. AKT, they caught us, man, come out. And he just kept saying, hey, AKT, man, wherever you at, man, come on, come on out, man, they caught us, man. Just come on out, man. Hey, KT, man, I, I'm in the police car, man. Hey, hey, just come on out, man. They caught us. What Satan wants to do, and I'm not calling my friend Satan by any means necessary. I, I just want that parable to, 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 to kind of line up with where we're going. What Satan wants us to do is he wants us to share in his punishment. He, he knows his ending. He knows exactly what's going to happen at the end. And his, his plan on his way is to make sure that we share in his punishment. Uh, let me start off by tell, telling you guys this. The Bible tells us, it tells us that when God has a plan for you, he's going to put everything in place to make sure that that plan works. Yeah. If God places you somewhere, He's going to make sure that everything that you need is in that place. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. He put man in a place. And then in verse 18 through verse 23, it says that God then put other things there to see which other thing would actually give man what he needed. And he allowed for man to be in, in, in relationship, to be in, 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 in space with all of these different things until God found the exact thing that man needed. I just want to let you know that if God places you somewhere, you have everything that you need. It's always the nothing else that gets in our way. It was the nothing else that got into Adam and Eve's way. The first thing Satan wanted to do is he wanted to use their feeling of inadequacy to make sure they received the same punishment as him. He used greed and he used pride to bring forth their fall. Brings me to my first, my first point. My first point is there's always a misunderstanding when sin is involved. There was a, a rap group called The Clips. And uh, there was one artist by the name of Malice and another by the name of Pusha T. Uh, Malice actually turned into a Christian rapper. His name is now No Malice. But in their first album, they would always say over and over again, you and I, we are not the same. 
I know I am not you, rapper. And what they were saying is, even though we're in the same industry, me and all of these other rappers, we're just really not the same. We, we live differently. Satan's first attack on us was to make us think that we were supposed to be the same as God. And he says it in verse... Chapter 3, verse 2, verse 1, my apologies. Did God say you shall, not, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? She replied and said, we may eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die. See, the issue is God doesn't want you to be like him. Knowing good and evil. Does anybody remember what she says in verse 6? The first thing she says about the apple is it was what? Good. The serpent said, God doesn't want you to be like him knowing good and evil. And the first thing she said was, well, the apple is good. So what does that mean? That means she's already knew what good was. So if she already knew what good was, what did she not know? The only thing she did not know was evil. She might have heard of evil, but she did not know what evil actually was. In verse 22 of chapter 2, I apologize, it's not going to be the way that I normally, normally preach. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to like, I'm trying to learn a little bit. Uh, this is the way that, that God, God structured my sermon. I was learning a lot through studying about forgiveness. It says the rib that the Lord God had taken from man in chapter two, verse 22, made it, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this is the last, my bones, this is my flesh. I'm gonna call her woman for she came out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and leave his, his woman and cling to his wife. It says they became one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. But later on, we find out that they were naked and they just found out that they were naked. So when they were naked earlier, how were they naked but yet not ashamed? God was telling me that they were clothed in his glory. They were naked, but they were clothed in his glory. What Satan's objective is for us today is he's trying to take God's glory away. The title for this week is, Why Do We Need Forgiveness? Why do we actually need to be forgiven? And the reason why is because God has a plan and his plan is, is aligned, it's connected with his glory. And Satan's objective is to try to take God's glory away from you so that you cannot do the will of God. When they began to sin, it's when the glory was taken away that they began to hide. So what's the misunderstanding, KT? My first misunderstanding, the first thing that I, I kind of got is people try to make it seem like because you are a sinner, God does not want to be around you. How many times have you actually heard someone say, as soon as I get my life together, then I'm going to go ahead and get to, like as soon as I stop smoking, I promise you, that's when I'm going to start going to church. 
As soon as I stop living this type of way that I'm living, that's when I'm going to start coming to huddle. As soon as I stop getting into trouble, that's when I'm going to get my relationship right. That's when I'm going to set up that meeting. That's when I'm going to go to counseling. That's when I'm going to get my education. As soon as I get myself together, and the reason why is because whether it be the world or be our parents or be the church or whatever it may be, someone along the way has told us that God does not want to be around our sin. As a parent with five kids, I often hear a bang upstairs. It sounds like someone has fallen dead upstairs every other day in my house. As a father, and I wouldn't even say an amazing father, just a dad, I always go running towards the bang. Because no matter what TV has been broken, no matter what bone has been broken, no matter what sin has occurred, no matter what rule has been broken, I want to make sure that my kid is okay. We have literally run upstairs to find broken fingers, broken feet. I don't think you can break your feet, but it was something in the foot that was broken. Nonetheless, we've always come running towards the bang. So what happens when Adam and Eve eat from the fruit. We see God running towards the bang. The first misunderstanding is God wants to be around you when you're a sinner. He wants to be in your presence when you mess up. It tells us that as soon as they sinned, they clothed themselves with whatever it was that they could find. And then, soon as they were clothed, they heard the presence of God. Immediately, God was there in their presence. But what was the issue? They hid themselves. They went right into that mentality that has continued on to this period in time, which is, because I've sinned, I don't think that I'm worthy to be in your presence. That's a misunderstanding. This is why the second Adam is supposed to come. The second Adam being Jesus. He says it in, 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 uh, in Luke chapter 24, he says, Behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are what? Clothed. Jesus came so he could give us back the glory that we lost with Adam so that we wouldn't be ashamed each and every time that we sinned. It is a misunderstanding, I'm going to say it one last time and I'm going to move on, for us to believe that God does not want to be around us because we are sinners. Why do we need his forgiveness? So that we aren't always living in, not being ashamed, but living in shame after we mess up. Point two. There's two different types of nakedness. You can be physically covered, but still naked. Hebrews chapter 4 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. 
Physical nakedness will make us go into action to cover up for the people that we see. I, I've been the, the person that is so ashamed of his sin that I cover myself up completely so that no one else around me can see it. The first thing that Adam and Eve did when they sinned is they tried to cover it up. But the only person that was there was Adam and Eve. So Adam was trying to cover up his nakedness from Eve. And Eve was trying to cover up her nakedness from Adam. How many times in your life have you tried to cover up what you've done, cover up your nakedness from the people that you are in relationship with? Earlier in scripture, it says that Adam was her husband. Eve was his wife. They were one flesh, bone of my bone. And now they've already messed up their relationship by their first mistake by trying to cover it up. Jesus said, how will they know that our relationship is good? This way. How will they know that you are my son, that you are my daughter? How will they know that me and you are good? By how we treat one another, by how we love one another. This is a misunderstanding, but it goes into point two. We have tricked ourselves into believing that this relationship can be good when this relationship isn't. There were literal periods of time where I thought that even though my marriage wasn't good, I was still a good Christian. I was still in good relationship with God. How can a man not be in good relationship with his wife? And in the same period of time, be in good relationship with God. When our relationship with one another is the reflection of our relationship with God. How important is it for us to be forgiven? So important that our shame, Satan's, Satan, Satan's, uh, Satan's uh, try is for our shame to mess up our relationship with one another. Why do we deal with, with people who are prejudiced, with people who are, who are racist, with people who do not like you because you're a woman or because you are a man or because you are, because Satan's ex, his, his, his expectation, his plan is for us to hate one another for what we look like, hate one another for where we live, hate one another for how much money we make, hate one another because it's no way possible for us to hate one another and still love God. He said, I can't forgive you if you can't forgive others. Satan's other objective is, is uh, as I said earlier, it's for us to be like him. I won't say my friend's name, but like I said earlier, as soon as my friend got caught, his first objective was to make sure that we were both caught. Come on, KT, come on out. They caught us. Satan got kicked out of heaven because he felt like I can do what God is doing. This seemed like easy work. Everyone who was with him that thought the same got kicked out as well. The first thing Satan tried to do with Adam and Eve was tell them the same thing that got him kicked out. 
you can be just like him. He's trying to keep being like him from you. He was trying to get them kicked out. He was trying to get them caught. And in the same way, the first thing that Adam does when he gets caught is he blames who? He blames Eve. Who does Eve blame? She blames the serpent. In the same way, as, as my friend earlier, everyone start trying to make sure. Anybody had that brother or sister when they was growing up? If I got in trouble, I want to make sure that you're in trouble as well. When we only see our spiritual nakedness, it's normally because our physical nakedness is exposed. At times, we believe that because I fooled you, I didn't fool God. Because, because I covered up myself enough that you don't see my nakedness, I'm sure God won't see my nakedness. So Adam covered himself. Eve covered himself. And they did not run from each other. But soon as God showed up, they had to hide. Because they noticed that the cover up that they did for man did not work with God. Their physical nakedness was exposed, and their spiritual nakedness is what was revealed. They were spiritually uncovered. They recognized that the glory was gone. Just imagine how bad it must have felt to be Adam at that point in time. Um, the Bible says it's somewhere in Revelations that there's going to become a time when evil is good and good is actually evil. Where the things that, that God says are, 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 are good are going to be looked at as evil and the things that God says are evil going to be looked at as good. When I was growing up, and I put D.O. out there, when I was growing up with D.O., we actually, we actually used to brag about how many women we can get. That was something that we, we thought was a competition evil but we thought it was good but in the period of time of adam evil was evil and good was good there was no mix-up of what evil actually was and what good actually was so just imagine how much shame he felt the first time he committed something that he knew was wrong so much so that he hid himself from god But where did he hide? What happens when we try to cover our nakedness? We, we feel so naked that we will hide anywhere. I'm not saying that the Bible says this, but this is where, or just how my mind works. Um, Adam and Eve are at the tree. They eat of the fruit. They take whatever is around them by the tree, they cover themselves, they're looking at one another, immediately God shows up. What do they have to hide behind except the tree that they just ate from? How many times have you tried to hide behind the sin that you're already in? 
the, the issue that is the reason why you're in the position that you're in, but because you're so close to the sin as you're getting caught that this is what I have to hide behind. How many times have you had to lie and then try to cover up that lie with the lie that you started with? This is where I believe that they are right now. And the only way that we can get to where we want to be is if we allow for Jesus to get to the root of the issue. Which is my point three. Corey said it last week. He said, he said, Jesus is Jesus every time. And the reason why is because he's the only person that can get to the root of the issue. When you're spiritually naked. When you're so low that you, you run from God. You hide from God. When you'll hide behind anything. When I was growing up, my father was so spiritually naked that he would use me and his lies to cheat. I'm seven, eight. And me and him would come up, come up with a plan so he could go home. He was so spiritually naked that he would hide behind his son in order for him to be able to get back into his house. How spiritually naked have you been in your life? What have you used to get away with something? When the only actual thing that God is waiting for is your repentance. Why did God actually punish the serpent first? Adam is there. I spoke to you. That's what he says to Adam when he speaks, when he speaks to Adam. Eve is there. I'm punishing you for listening to the serpent, for tricking your husband. But why would he speak to the serpent first? He was trying to give Adam and Eve an opportunity, give them time to actually repent. I asked this question yesterday on Facebook where I said this statement. God's grace is only amazing because of his mercy. His mercy wants to destroy us immediately. But because of his mercy, rather, we actually get an opportunity for his grace. And what is his grace giving us? It's giving us the ability to get back in relationship with him. Why is it so important? Why do we need God's forgiveness? So that we won't live a life of shame. So that we can be in great relationship with one another. So that we can have an opportunity to actually do forth the will of God. So that we can further his kingdom. So that our relationship with our wives can be great. So that we can be great fathers and mothers. So that we can be great people and great Jesuses in our, our, our jobs and at our workplaces. So that we can be Jesus in our schools. He doesn't want us walking around ashamed, covering up our nakedness, being spiritually naked, being ignorant to the things that we're doing. God is trying to put us in relationship with him so that we can have great relationship with one another. But there's a root to the issue. Corey used the, uh, he used the scripture when, when Jesus was asleep on the boat and the water 
was all in the boat and the waves were crushing against and Jesus is asleep and the disciples are scared. And Jesus wakes up and he says, peace, be still. What was the first thing that he spoke to? The first thing that he spoke to was the wind. As Christians, we got to stop speaking to the waves first. This is what I'm trying to say. There's no waves without wind. The waves are just the, 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 the end result of the wind. Jesus knew that if he told the waves to be still, that they, would, they couldn't. They wouldn't be able to. If he just told the waves to stop, if he just told them to stop misbehaving, if he just told them to stop stealing, stop, stop acting a fool, stop cussing, stop, stop cheating, stop lying, stop, stop being the person that you're being, he wouldn't be speaking to the root of the issue. The root of the issue is the wind. When you tell the wind to be still, the waves just, they just behave. As believers, we have to be in relationship with people to know what the wind is. But we refuse to be in relationship and we're scared because of the waves. We cannot be distant and help people. The only way we can get into the root of the issue is to getting to know what the wind is in each and, others, each and, each and of, of, of our lives. So Jesus spoke to the wind, and then directly afterwards, next thing you know, he's talking to a woman. And this woman has took a little bit of power of him. She, she, she just grabbed his, his cloak, the end of his robe. And he didn't just walk away from this woman. The Bible says that she had already been healed of her disease. So in, in natural thought process, this could be a time that he just keep it pushing. She's already took from him what she needed. In our eyes, but in all reality, she still was lacking peace. Even though she had been healed of the disease, she was still struggling within. It was the greed within, the pride within, that led to, that led to the actual sin from the outside for Adam and Eve. If God did not give her peace, she would have been right back in the same situation later on. But it took for her to tell God the truth. For God to turn around and tell her, now you have peace. Now you've been made whole. God is asking us to ask the extra question. To get in relationship. Don't just walk away when you think they look better than they did when you first met them. Why do we need forgiveness once again? Because people are ashamed of what they've been through. What they've been through on the outside has actually structured who they are on the inside. And if you leave them because they look good on the outside, they're going to be worse off than they were before they got their disease healed. Because now they're not going to know what's wrong. Because I'm not bleeding anymore, but I'm still broken. I'm not bleeding anymore, but I'm still depressed. I'm not bleeding anymore, but I'm still suicidal. I still want to be just by me. We have to get in relationship with one another, knowing one another, asking the right questions, sitting with one another, not walking away so soon so they can tell us what's wrong so we can say, no, 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 all you needed this whole time was peace. You could have had peace while you were bleeding. You could have had peace while you were struggling. You could have had peace while you were broke. Jesus. 
It wasn't until she spoke the truth that she received her peace. Some of us have been healed because of our faith, but still don't have peace because of our shame. Don't allow for what brings you shame to make you believe that God is ashamed of you. Don't allow for what brings you shame to make you believe that God is ashamed of you. They ran away from God because they were naked. God created them naked. He knew what they looked like. God knows who you are. Don't run away from God like he don't see you as you are, like you haven't always looked this way to him. How you see you and how he sees you is different. You see, you see physical naked. You, you see spiritual naked. He sees son. He sees daughter. He sees love. He sees peace. He sees strength. You see brokenness. You see, you see someone who is in need. He sees someone who is, is, is just waiting for him. Don't allow for what the devil says you need to be the reason why you're broken. All she knew was good. She did not know evil. All he knew was good. He knew no evil. After they sinned, they knew no good. And all they knew was evil. When's the next time you see good after Genesis? Jesus. They went from knowing good and only hearing about evil to knowing evil and only hearing about good. Woo! The only time they heard of good was when they heard of Jesus. When they heard was the coming of the Savior. Everything in between was evil. How much do we need forgiveness? more than anything else in the world. This is the most important topic in the Bible. Some would say salvation is more important than forgiveness, but Jesus says, if you don't forgive, I can't save you. It's four weeks. <laughs> this is week one. Why do we need forgiveness? Because your shame will destroy you. God does not want you to be destroyed. He is not running away from you. Trust me, he is running towards you. You're running away from him. Don't allow for whatever the world has told you will keep you away from him. The old church told you would keep you away from him. Your parents told you there is nothing that will keep you. He said, you can't go to hell and I won't come and get you. There's nothing that can separate you from my love. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I said this several times before. The forsaking means I'm never not working. I'm not just here chilling. But I'm here working to stay in relationship with you. 